right. So, have you guys... Blair, have I told you the story of the time my dad played golf with Jim Davis? You uh, tweeted about it, but let's 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 uh, tell it again. I like to hear it. I just like this story a lot. So, my dad used to live in Hawaii, right? And mm-hmm. for like 10, 15 years, he was like an ultimate, like... Basically, like, when you think of a cool dude that lives in Hawaii, it was him. He was a bartender, skate rat, surfer, in a band. He played bass, so I mean, not that cool, but whatever. Um... <clears throat> But one day when he was growing, when he was like, he matured a little bit and he got really into golf because Hawaii has some really pretty, you know, places to golf at. <clears throat> so he's on the course with his friend Berger and I know, I know, wait, mm-hmm. I wait. know. <laughs> no, wait, no way. <laughs> I don't know. I never, I've never heard this guy's actual ass name in my life. He has always just been Berger in my, in the stories my dad tells okay, me about Okay, I thought him. you said his, I thought you were implying his Christian name was Berger. No, oh my god. Could you imagine? Well, I mean, Burger's a nickname. It's short for Hamburger, of course. You can't have, like, Jim Davis and a man named Burger at the same story. So anyways, one day they're out on, like, the back nine or something, and this guy in front of them is, like, they they, they, got, they catch up to the guy in front of them, and he's, like, he's not playing slow enough that they can overtake him, but it's he's playing slow enough that it's really inconvenient for both of them to be, like, playing separate. So my dad and Burger catch up to him, and he and they're like, hey, listen, do you want to just like play together so it's not that bad? And then like you're not you're not lagging, and we're not like having to wait for it. And he's like, yeah, sure. And they're like, oh yeah, what's your name? He's like, oh, I'm Jim Davis. My dad's like, it sounds familiar. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I make I make Garfield. Oh my god. And the the rest of that the rest of those cor- the rest of the golf course or whatever the fucking that shit is called. He just spent the rest of the afternoon getting made fun of by getting made fun of by Berger and Jim Davis for being bad at golf. That's crazy. It's bonkers. Oh, you know Garfield? He's my son. <laughs> <laughs> my beautiful boy. My beautiful was- baby boy. <laughs> the orange cat who loves lasagnas and, and hates, hates Mondays. Mondays. <laughs> oh my. God, do you guys have any weird claims to fame that your family's met? Like my my mom's best friend used to live down the road from all the guys who were in Smash Mouth. Um, well, it's not me, but I'm stealing it from someone else. Um, Roswell's mom used to date uh, Mario Batali. I've heard network. this. I've heard this like yeah, four yeah. times, and it blows my fucking mind every time. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I should know who this is. Mario like, Batali. He's, he's like a Food Network guy. Oh, the yeah. fact that he's on TV and that my boyfriend's mom has dated him is kind of crazy. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait. I have, a, I have a really good story. I, I um, One more story that then we can actually get into the wait, episode. Wait, you didn't let me but, tell um, mine. Oh, okay. Go ahead with yours. Okay. Tell, tell yours. Right. One time, uh, my mom and dad were walking in Central Park. I believe it was Central Park in New York. And uh, my mom saw uh, Robin Williams and immediately, like, forgot how to conceptualize Robin Williams as, like, a live human. Um, and so she went, like, to my dad. She went, Neil! Neil! And grabbed Robin Williams forcibly by the arm, like, to hold him in place. Oh my god! And Robin Williams, like, rested himself loose and, like, bolted away. Which, like... <laughs> Holy shit. <Yeah. laughs> Holy shit. That's so... <laughs> Okay, this this last one is isn't mine. I'm, this is a story that my friend Roy t- Twitter user at Lesbian Vulpix told me. 
So when I was 20, I moved to Austin to live with my girlfriend and her uncle worked like designing the layouts of museum exhibits. And shortly after I moved there, he just finished up at this exhibit at the Allen Museum in San Antonio. And there was going to be this grand opening party or whatever in honor of it. So me and my girl, it's me and my girlfriend and her aunt and uncle driving down to San Antonio. And on the way, her uncle is telling us how they'd gotten a bunch of the artifacts or whatever from this exhibit from the fucking private collection of Phil Collins. (laughs) Because apparently he's this huge Alamo fanboy and he collected all of this shit and then donated a bunch of it to this exhibit so there had been rumors that he was going to show up at this party and we were of course like what the hell what of hell so we get to the party and it's at this ra- some fucking dude's house in the random ass suburbs and they've got a projector in the backyard showing some alamo documentary and this big build your own hot dog buffet line and shit it feels like someone's granddad's birthday party oh my god and we're hanging out or whatever and maybe an hour into it people start congregating in the front room and we go in just like following the pattern of people and everyone's storming around tiny little badass black trench coat have an ass phil collins we're like, Jesus, Jesus, okay, it's, and just kind of wander away because it's crowded and who cares. And later on, like, probably under another hour, I'm in the buffet line, minding my own business, getting chips or whatever bullshit. I'm not really paying attention. I go to grab something kind of off to the side, and I glance at the person in front of me in line. Phil, for the love of shit, Collins, making a hot dog right next to me. And my dumbass is like, okay, shit, okay, I don't listen to his music, never have, I don't listen to Genesis or whatever, but when am I ever going to be within a foot of Phil Collins again? I gotta say something, what the fuck do I say? And I can't just be like, hey, I'm aware of who you are. And while I'm sitting there trying to act natural and think of a thing to make come out of my mouth, I look at my plate or whatever just long enough for him to disappear. And I don't remember seeing him ever again after that. He just came, made a scene, made a hot dog, and floated off into the night. And that's my (laughs) Phil Collins Alamo party hot dog story. (laughs) (laughs) That's like an exceptionally good story. It's so good. That's like right up there with uh, Justin McElroy's Jimmy Buffett uh, story. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just want to say the last, the set, this last sentence, the last uh, direct message from this, just before we transition into the episode. And that's my Phil Collins Alamo party hot dog story. So welcome to Fear Baiting, everyone. It's your number one, like, best directorial debut I've seen in a long fucking time. Podcast. <laughs> the podcast that's only about uh, Get Out, but yeah. nothing else. Yeah. Only talking about Get Out. I'm today, Luna. I'm, I'm Luna. <laughs> I'm Blair. Zach. Zach's back again for the repeat. Mm-hmm. Almost was the three-peat if you'd been able to be on this weekend. Yeah, that would have been uh, a little bit of overkill. Uh, for your for your listeners, yeah, for your listeners, <laughs> yeah, they don't. They need to like you know they need to savor it where they, they can they get need it. S- yeah, it's yeah. Zach is slowly replacing me. <laughs> so there there are two things that I need to say at the top of this episode. One, if you haven't seen Get Out, go see it. Like just straight up, this we were going to spoil it like immensely, and also go see it because it's a really good movie. And if we spoil it for you, it will be a little bit lessened. And also, I don't think that movie's going to hold as much weight on the DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. Like it'll still be good, but like the theater experience is really oh, good. Oh yeah, my co- also a, oh, my coworker uh, read a plot summary of the movie and was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to see it. It doesn't seem that good." It's like what horror movie has ever seemed good from a plot summary? Name one. The exactly. Bye Bye Man. The okay, Bye yeah, Bye can, Man. All right, that's it. <laughs> Got it in one. Oscar winner, The Bye Bye Man. 
Um, second, uh, second, well, no, no one, no one won the Oscars this year except for Sausage Party, remember? Oh, that's right, that's right, that's <laughs> Sausage right. Party won all the Oscars. We um, have to, I have to keep track of the mythos, yeah. 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 Also, uh, important thing we gotta say up front, uh, we are all white. Yeah. On this show. So, like, very. we're gonna, I'm, we, this is a very, this is a thing, this is a movie we can't really talk about without talking about, like, the things it is saying about racism and stuff, but, like, we also just want to get out ahead of it and say, like, our conclusions are probably not, like, the defining ones you want to be coming to. Right. Maybe I wanted to talk about this movie because it was fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. But, like, we, it's really impossible to divide the racial stuff from the quality of the movie. Because, like, it's just right. so deeply ingrained in it. And right, I, don't say, right, I don't say that as, like, a critique. I'm just saying it, like, we can't talk about this excellent fucking horror movie without, like, talking about talking the about racial race. aspects. But, no, the irony is so not just, fucking lost on us. Like, don't, don't worry. Yeah. No, We're yeah. on board. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so, before we get into the movie, this is a kind of a special on-screen episode, middle of the week, kind of replacing our weekly episode on accident, because we couldn't actually get anyone to be on the show, because Blair was still in New York. And I was super busy when we had, like, free times and, yep. like, classes and, like, work, you know, it happens. Yep. So, yeah, but next, if we do another on-screen, which I hope we will, uh, it'll probably be, like, in addition to an episode, instead of, like, replacing mm-hmm. one. But, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, so this is going up, what, Thursday, probably? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, has anything happened in the horror industry in, in the meantime? Like anything, anything interesting popping up? What? Wes Craven uh, found dead in Miami. Wes Craven's <laughs> been dead for two years. Did you know Wes Craven actually taught at my alma mater for a year or two? Wait, hang on. Wes Craven's been dead for two years. Yes. Holy fuck! Oh my god. Let me let me, let me Google it. Hold up. I just gotta check that. Luna search just the internet. Is that <laughs> does that make it too soon or like just soon enough for that joke to be in like uh, good taste? Five five months, yeah. He five months till his two year. He died on August thirtieth. Oh, oh, okay. easy. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, he actually taught at my alma mater for a year or oh, two. Really? Yeah, and it's hypoth. It's not. This isn't anything really anyone can confirm, especially not now that he's dead. But there are rumors that he actually got the idea from Nightmare on Elm Street from this from the town. From a student film that was presented to him when he was teaching film at Clarkson University, which is backed up by the fact that there was a student film called, like, Nightmare on Elm Street or something like that, took place in Mad Stop, which is Potsdam backwards, the town where Clarkson University is, and Elm Street is, like, the street that runs straight through all of Potsdam, like, all one mile of Potsdam, because it's a tiny-ass town. Wait, so is the implication here that Wes Craven saw, like, a really good student film and was like, hmm, great student film. I invented it. Yeah, no, like that's literally what that's literally what the implication oh, no. is. But that's just that's just that's just a theory. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. I mean a game theory. A game theory. <laughs> Stay tuned for sixty-five tweets where we talk about this. Stay tuned for seventeen tweet a seventeen tweet thread where we just repeatedly say Wes Craven is Sans. Um. Uh. There's no way I'm going to be able to come up with, like, um, how Sans is an anagram for, like, something Wes Craven related right now. But I will, like, get back to you at some point about think, it. I'll be thinking th- about it do you think podcast. It, do you think at some point in the Game Theory video, they're like, if you rearrange the letters in Sans, it becomes Nass, which is almost Ness. Wow, you're so right. <laughs> You've really opened my third eye here. Do you think yeah. that... I, I, <laughs> 
Um, game theory cal- uh, decalcified my pineal gland. Yeah. The only thing I know about game theory is that one video that's like the, the intro to game theory, but like really distorted. And then it goes into like that um, I'm sliding over cars while I shoot song. Mm-hmm. That's a really good video. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This concludes Aluna describes a YouTube video. <laughs> it's a new segment. Yeah, <laughs> and it's kind of like a cousin of Luna Searches. Right, internet. well, yeah. Luna Searches the Internet is like ASMR, kind of. Sure. You know, that keyboard cracking with her loud-ass fucking the scroll keyboard. Wheel, in the scroll wheel. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, okay let, let's pick it up. Uh, so pick I up, lost it, it after the keyboard clacking. Shut the fuck up and don't ever scot me again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... After that, that really... Okay, so there's going to be a really bad cut in the final product of this, and it's because I fucked up. I actually stopped recording when I did that weird keyboard clacking. <laughs> so just letting y'all know. Um, so do you guys want to get into the movie? I would love sure. that. Sure. Okay. So this was Jordan Peele's directorial debut. Jordan Peele, as we've discussed before, mainly known for his uh, work on Comedy Central's Key and Peele with his partner Keegan-Michael mm-hmm. Key. And, mm-hmm. you know, very funny show. I never watched an episode in full, but, like, I saw... I've seen a whole bunch of clips, and they're all really mm-hmm. fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, personal favorite of, of pretty much everyone I know is the, the substitute teacher. I was teacher just gonna say the names. substitute teacher one. Yeah. But yeah. there's all, all... One of my favorites that I don't hear very often, reference very often is the one where um, Jordan Peele's playing a character who's, like, sampling mattresses. Uh-huh. It sounds super boring, but it's... Absolutely hilarious. It, it's <laughs> the setup is really weird, but the payoff is incredible. I see. I see. Um, yeah, I'm not much of like a skit person, so I've never watched their show. Yeah, but, it's good. You know, it's good. I enjoyed the movie because yeah. I'm a movie person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, his directorial debut, um, and it's just really interest. It's really fucking good it's work. It's Fucking bananas. Pull, how yeah. good this movie. Is. I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna pull up a quick cast list because I don't want to like mess up anyone's names because I it's been a couple. I saw it on opening night, so it's just been a little while. Okay. Yeah, I I saw it la- like last Tuesday, I think. Yep. And obviously, I didn't take any notes because I was in a movie theater. Yeah. Um, I was actually saw it in the Alamo Draft House, which was extremely like fun. Damn. Honestly, <laughs> because. Uh, Mostly because of, like, the waiters skittering around, like, the, the, the theater uh-huh. while the movie was playing, like, delivering people's food. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, so let's get into it. So, we meet uh, Hunk uh, Chris, played by Daniel Kaluuya, who is, like, cleaning up after a shower in his apartment while uh, Childish Gambino's Red Bone eh, plays. Wait, which, by the you way, forgot the re- intro what? to the movie. Oh, yeah, I forgot the intro, which is a single shot. I'm sorry, it's been a... Yeah, it's, all right. Um, it's that, that dude walking through the suburb. Um, I can't remember right, the name yeah, of the yeah, character yeah. or the actor who plays him. It's uh, He's a black guy. Um, he's uh, very smartly dressed. And he's walking through a uh, suburb at night um, complaining about how difficult it is to navigate and how confusing the streets are named. Uh and notices mm-hmm. that he's being tailed by uh some some dude in like a in like an old like like antique car um and he like mm-hmm. immediately is like oh fuck no not tonight and like tries to go the other way turns around yeah the dude yeah. blindsides him and like stuff him, stuffs him in the back of the trunk and then like yeah and he's wearing like this weird like medieval knight yeah. helmet made of leather very kinky and, very and the kinky. the car is blasting like this 
I don't know for a fact that this is a racist song, but apparently the song is called Run Rabbit Run, and I don't like the implications of it. It just sounds like a song that's racist. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I totally, yeah, I get that. <laughs> so then we get to, uh, to you know, hunk of the... Hunk of the show, Chris Washington, played by Daniel Kaluuya, who you may remember from uh, season one, episode two of Black Mirror, mm-hmm. which is my personal favorite because it, it uh, features um, NERD's song Lap Dance for like three minutes. Oh, nice. <laughs> I've never watched Black Mirror. <laughs> Blair, you know the episode, right? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. I, it's yeah. like, what's it? Like 15 million merits, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. It's a good oh, episode. It's a good ass episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but yeah. Very handsome boy. Mm. Mm-hmm. I thought he played a British dude in that one. Maybe he's British. Is he, he is British. British. He know. is British. He yeah. is British. He just has a very good American accent. Yeah. Yeah, I figured because I was like, I couldn't exactly remember, <laughs> but you know, you know how it is. Yeah. And then his girlfriend uh, Rose, played by Allison Williams, comes home, and they're like starting to pack for their weekend away at their parents' house. Mm. At Rose's parents' right. house, and Chris is like, mm-hmm. and Chris is like, do they know that I'm black? And she's like, well, I mean, I couldn't have really brought it up organically. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how, but right. like, mm-hmm. no, they don't. I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she's also like, but don't worry, my parents aren't racist. Like my my dad would have voted for Obama three times if I if he could. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, she honestly, she, that was... she says that the way she says that though is like, yeah, he's gonna tell you. Yeah, that. she does like... say he'll probably tell you that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then he uh, does. Like, that, that is followed it up. It does. On. It's like one of the like I want to like just like a general statement about this movie. Uh, what it what it makes me really happy about like beyond like other things about it is that it's like people are finally finally learning how to blend horror and comedy mm-hmm. into yeah. like, something that's good because they're both genres that are like kind of relegated to more schlocky bullshit. Yeah, but to see them combined in a way that's extremely like. Like taste, like, like, this, like, like this movie, artistic. This movie was too, very you know? scary and also very funny. Right. Like the yeah, humor is yeah. really I, I good at alleviating uh, tension. Like yeah, it, it works. It's like very a, well. it's like a pressure valve. Right, yeah, it's a pressure valve. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, I, I can't remember like th- enjoying a, ho- a horror comedy this much since like Cabin I was going to say Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we're all on the same page. Cabin in the Woods, great, love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So cr- sorry, I'm coughing so much. You're good. Uh, Chris cool. is a photographer. Did we mention that? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. And he's got yeah. his pictures all over his apartment. And he has a lovely golden doodle named Stella? No, it's... Um, Sydney. Oh, Sydney. The dog's name? No, it's not Sydney. Sydney. Sid? Is it not? Sid. I think it's just Sid. Maybe it's... Maybe Sid is short for Sydney. Or maybe Get it's... Get out. Yeah, what's, dog. what's the very important part of this movie is what the dog's name uh, is. Google's just telling me how to get out dog pee. You- <laughs> the dog in get out. Uh, nope, this is just like saying how, uh, like, first thing, who gets the dog? Second, who gets the dog in the divorce? Your, your search <laughs> metrics must be really bad. Yeah. Did you add movie to the end of that? Yeah, uh, oh yeah, I should. Uh, Try adding movie to oh the end God. of that. We're gonna help. Movie. We're gonna help her Google things. We're the high school librarians. Um, no, mm-hmm. only thing that's showing up now is stuff about a dog's purpose. Uh, cool. All right, cool, all right. Cool, let's cool, let's cool, cool. let's uh, jettison this bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So they start driving up, and Chris gets on the phone with his friend uh, TSA agent Rod Williams. I fucking love Rod. Mm-hmm. Rod was oh, so yeah. fucking funny. <laughs> And he's just yeah, like he's like, like yeah. Rod's really ribbing Chris about like him going up to his the the white establishment over the weekend. He's like, "Don't get fucking weird shit up there." Yeah. Um, and then a deer hits the car. Yeah, it like yeah. jumps out very suddenly. It's a very effective jump scare, and the deer like yep. completely fucks itself up and is like laying dying in the woods. And Chris, mm-hmm. uh, as though like fixates yeah, on he's it. like he's like. As if, like, compelled to, like, go check up on it. He, like, follows, like, the sound of this thing's death throes into the woods. And it's, yeah. it, like, sees it lying there dying and is, like, visibly uncomfortable. But, like, mm. can't look away, kind of. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm, and a police mm-hmm. officer shows up. And then he's like, hey, can I see your ID, Chris? And then Rose is like, uh, don't, he wasn't driving. Rose is like the it's, woke liberal like- GF. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like probably one of the more. I mean, tense she has a, in the movie. I feel it's more. It's one of the more what tense. Tense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, there's some. Her, there's, the some reason, there's a lot of tension in this movie, but yeah. yeah, you know, her reasoning. She has ulterior motives for keeping the the license out of the officer's hands. I'm gonna I'm gonna contradict you on this one. I think that that one's a little bit of a contrivance, but. Um, we could get into that. I don't think so. I, I, th- I think so, and there's a very simple reason why. But um, so she's being like the woke liberal GF about this, saying like, "You don't need to show him your license. That's bullshit." Um, and like, obviously, mm-hmm. she's in the right, but he like seems like he's kind of like rolling his eyes at it a little bit, and he's like, "It's yeah. fine," because like he knows like this isn't worth like fucking up <laughs> this isn't worth like fucking up our day over so it's kind of an interesting mm-hmm. take on like that sort of interaction and also like yeah. usually in horror movies the presence of police is considered to be at, like at the very least like a hopeful presence because it usually means yeah like, and they really mm-hmm. they really play with that at the very end of the movie too. right yeah mm-hmm. in this case it's like a police officer shows up and you're like oh no you know like in yeah. real life this mm-hmm. this this is in the trailers, so like pretty much all we've discussed so far has been just stuff right out of this tra- straight, straight out of the trailers, except for the pre-credit scene. Mm. Mm-hmm. So if you've seen the trailers, you've seen what we're talking about so far. <laughs> uh, don't worry, there's no ambulatory haunted deer skeleton in this movie. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. that'd be a good fucking movie, though. That I don't even remember like what the deal was with that in the trailer. I just remember it not being in the movie. What, what? In one of the trailers, like, he's getting, like, chased by, like, a, a fully, like, animated, like, deer skeleton. I That's don't crazy. remember this in the trailers at it all. 100... I never watched it any 100% of the trailers, happened. <laughs> I believe you, I just don't remember it. Um, That's nuts. It, like, probably got cut for being, like, too weird or, like, a tonal whiplash, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so the officer, like, backs off and they continue on their drive. Um, and mm-hmm. they arrive and at, like, the whitest property. Armitage Mansion. Mm-hmm. The last mm-hmm. name is just, like, so perfectly, like, bourgeoisie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Armitage. Armitage. <laughs> um, so the first thing that we see as they're driving up the long-ass, like, road from, like, the edge of the yard to the house is, um, that they have a black groundskeeper um, mm-hmm. which Walter. immediately mm-hmm. has, like, weird implications. And, like, and like when we meet Rose's parents, 
Rose's dad literally says something about it. Like, hey, I bet you think it's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, rich white family with, you know, with, uh, like, black staff. Black hired yeah. help, yep. Um, uh, so, yeah, they go up and they meet the family. He also he also says, he also says hug me, my brother. He does say that. It's my favorite episode <laughs> of Drake and Josh. Um... <laughs> Deep cut. Drink and Josh. Deep cut. Not, not really a not really a deep cut. Yeah, like the Dan Schneider deep cut. Um, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. So they meet the family. Um, yeah. And uh, the dad is pretty much just Steve Jobs. Hey, He's, hey, do you remember that time that like someone on the Arc Harley Twitter account was like draw on your feet and tweeted at this account? Yes, I I think about that constantly. <laughs> Blair, you remember this, right? Hmm. Sorry, I, something happened on my phone. What did you say? Oh no! I the the time when uh, the someone on the, the whoever ran the iCarly Twitter account was like, "Hey, post a picture of your feet with the words iCarly yes. written on it." And <laughs> that yeah, was I do remember that. And like you know that Dan Schneider was on the other end of the keyboard, just like breathing heavily. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, because yeah, Dan Schneider's into that, isn't he? He just—he's just like a weird dude, and like the the culture that we live in, like weird shit plays off as like like fuel for fetish. That's just how it is. Yeah, right. like you can't yeah. just be like a weird dude in this in this. Yeah, context. no, fr- friends of the show, friends of the show over at Totally Reprise, not official friends of the show, but I'm friends with one of the hosts, so I consider them <laughs> friends of the show. They'll they'll tell you that straight up. Um. Yeah. That's. Totally, totally Spies is a very horny show. Yeah, like, every other episode is, like, inflation or, like... It's not just every other. Oh, every? Okay. Pre- pretty much every. It's, like... I- I'm actually going to be on an episode in two weeks, and the episode I picked out of a hat was just, like, the episode has characters transforming into animals... Mm-hmm. And characters who are very stretchy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and I mean like constant hypnosis, you know. Oh yeah, like, no, like constant. someone gets mind controlled at least once okay. a season. Okay, speaking of hypnosis, uh... hey, hey, hold on, hold on. Do you want to yeah. you want to hear something fucked up? Uh. One, one more thing fucked up. When do you think the last episode of Totally Spies aired? Like, give me your honest what guess as to when the last episode of Totally Spies aired. And nine. No, Blair. Oh, I, I listened to Totally Reprise, so I know the answer okay. to this question. Okay, 2015. Are you fucking with me? I'm not fucking with you. The final episode, which was called Totally Versailles, oh my God. took place, aired in 2015. All right, and this aired on Cartoon Network? I'm pretty sure. Let me double check, but I'm pretty Did they sure. Aired it, like, was, was Totally Spies a Cartoon Network vehicle? Oh yeah, uh, it was it was a French thing created by Marathon, but it's um, always French. It's always French. Yeah, the, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Um, c- totally Oko, anyone? Uh, we can't do this. We can't go down this hole. <laughs> Absolutely, we can. Everybody with their giant ass foreheads. Um, oh my god. God, totally Oko is fucking weird. But anyway, s- yep. s- hypnosis. So, to- so, to- <laughs> so totally Versailles, parts one and two, aired February 22nd and March 1st, 2015. <laughs> Me trying desperately to write the ship away from the fetish uh, cartoon discussion. Um, <laughs> I've tied myself to the, uh, to the fucking, like, steering wheel of the ship. What the fuck is that called? 
<laughs> the, the, the wheel. Uh, the wheel? I don't know. <laughs> it I don't has know a name, is. but I can't remember it. Uh, all right, whatever. There's the steer and the bow, but I don't know where they are. Uh, a steer is a cow. No, the stern. No, but it's on stern, stern. <laughs> but the bow is a part of a ship. Yes, the bow is the part welcome of the to, ship. Welcome to the, all the, about the boats, your boat discussion podcast, <laughs> where we talk about the parts of the boats. What's the thing on the front of it? Is, that like, is it the figurehead? The thing that's just like know. a statue? Yeah, that's a figurehead. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, anyway, yeah. hypnosis. hypnosis. So they meet the family. He gives them, the dad gives uh, Chris a tour of the house, calls him like my man, says the thing about Obama mm-hmm. that Rose uh, predicted word for word, uh, tells him, yep, oh, uh, you can't go in the basement. We sealed it up because we had black mold down there, which is an interesting uh, f- bit of foreshadowing. Um, yep. There's also the bit of, there's also, there's also the bit of foreshadowing where he talks about how his, uh, his dad's greatest achievement was coming in was like placing second in a race to a black guy. It was the Olympic qualifier for like right. for some sort of like sprint. Um, and he apparently mm. never got over the uh, never got over the loss. And I bl- yeah, we that that becomes that but that that's a that plays a part sometime yeah. later. And um, the mom who seems like maybe the like nicest most genuine member of the family has but having kind of a vaguely sinister air to her um oh th- i think vaguely is being really yeah i mean well i think it becomes less vague as the movie yeah, well, continues yeah it starts out vaguely sinister but she also seems like the warmest and least patronizing um Mm-hmm. And she's constantly stirring a cup of sweet tea in, and like this is like mm-hmm. nightmare ASMR because the sound of the spoon yeah. scraping against the china is like a nightmare. Um, and she's constantly yeah. doing this. Mm-hmm. They also have um, another uh, uh, another person, black hired help uh, named Georgina, who seems to be like Georgina. Seems yeah, he's just sort of a general like housekeeper. Um, uh-huh. um, mm-hmm. whereas the other guy is sort of like a, um, like a groundskeeper. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and can uh, we, the brother shows can we, up. Can, yeah, the brother shows up. Um, yeah, so, yeah. um, we meet the brother, but I think the scene that we're forgetting happens before the brother shows up. Um, they are, uh, sitting and talking, having, uh, a drink on the porch and, uh, the mom is stirring the tea and all of a sudden, Georgina, while pouring a drink for Chris, has sort of like a spasm and pours tea all over the table. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot and, about that. Um, like they politely like tell her like maybe you should go back in the house and like get your like shit right. Um, and she yeah. politely excuses herself. And they're like, hey, this is the weekend of like the big family gathering. And Rose was like, oh my god, mm-hmm. that's this weekend. I totally forgot. And they're like, it's the same weekend every year. And she's like, no, it isn't. And they're like, yeah, it is. Um, and then the brother shows up, and the brother has the most sinister air of any person I've ever seen in my entire yeah. life. He is, uh, like, a lax bro. Like, he's, like, got his hair in, like, a man bun. He's got this terrible, wispy mustache. He's the dude that played Banshee in X-Men First Class. Um, really? Yeah, and he's constantly manhandling something. Lacrosse sticks, ukuleles, fireplace pokers, and... Uh, Zach, I believe it's pronounced LaCroix. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Deliver me. <laughs> it's pronounced LaCroix. LaCroix. Uh, it's the... The French pronunciation is LaCroix. Um. Actually, it's pronounced LaCroix. LaCroix-y. 
Uh, Syllables are fake. Oh yeah, so anyway, continue. can we talk about like the uncomfortable dinner that they have as a family where um, the brother is like talking to Chris about like whether or not he'd do MMA because he's like with your genetic makeup. Um, yeah, like, yeah. No. The, the creepiest way to phrase like like a compliment about someone's like girth, you know, like build, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, your genetic fucking crazy. And he like tries to like come over and do like fucking judo or. Was it judo? Yeah. Uh, Krav Maga, probably. It was not Krav Maga. I would <laughs> I don't remember know. if they said Krav Maga by name in this movie. It was either um, Muay Thai or uh, judo or one of those. Uh, he comes over and, like, tries to, like, get Chris to, like, demonstrate with him. And Chris is, like, politely tries to be like, I have a rule against, like, uh, fighting, yeah, drunk, fighting guys. drunk guys. And he, the family eventually gets him to relent, but he seems really fucking steamed about it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I, that dude has the most sinister air. I hate him. No, he's really mm. creepy. Yeah, like, yeah. It's a great performance. I love the actor, yeah, It's a really good <laughs> fucking performance. No, yeah, good actor. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I got this out earlier, but the dad is basically just Steve Jobs. He's like, he looks... Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, Bradley yeah. Whit- it's Bradley Whitford. Right, and who is in Cabin in the Woods, Which is right? bonkers. It's bonkers how he i did not realize that was bradley whitford until his name showed up in the title really? credits eh. i i couldn't tell i was he did not look like bradley whitford mm-hmm. he did not look like the the he did not look like um i've forgotten the guy's name the character he played on west wing search me i've never seen west wing what the hell is his name um, I just know that he was the dude in, in Cabin man. in the Woods he was the dude like at the beginning yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah, how yeah, i know yeah. him the guy <laughs> yeah i have no culture i don't know actors yeah i've never met an actor in my life movies who not me i don't know her not me <laughs> i don't movies i can't read suddenly i what a movie we, we we hear we hate movies that's the name of our podcast we hate movies we hate movies can't stand them um <laughs> that's not that's not gonna be Ooh, a, I found a issue in my pocket what a treat <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> a little treat. Yeah, tr- after dinner mint. Um. <laughs> oh. Oh god. <laughs> Fuck. I, I psyched myself out. Fuck. All right. Um. You just got so into that the, that peppermint there, and you're like, hell, like yes, I was, peppermint. Don't let us stop you from indulging. I can't, I can't eat it no, yet. No, please, haven't help had yourself. Pizza yet. There's pizza in this house, and I can't have it until we finish recording. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this is my fate. <laughs> oh my gosh, no, it's going to become pizza cast now. Yeah, we can't, we, oh. it's cast. absolutely no pizza opinions allowed on this podcast. Hmm. <laughs> I'll hold him back. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I, uh, all right. What the fuck is happening in this movie? What's this movie about? <laughs> so we go, I, I think we should just go ahead and go to the part, the, the night part. Right, so he's smoking. Because Chris Chris can't sleep, and he's like, he's like he wants to go outside for a cigarette. Yeah, and he just wants to smoke smokes, in the house. Um, and yep, mm-hmm. and the family doesn't like that, and... The sh- uh, uh, Missy offers up like her hypnosis to help. Fix right, that's her business. She's problem. a psych. She's a psychologist. That a psychiatrist that also um, does hypnosis. That's like her primary thing. Mm-hmm. She invites people to the house and she hypnotizes them to cure their various mm-hmm. ills. Um, and uh, Chris comes in from smoking, and like the mom is doing like the fucking 
like sitting in an armchair like under a lamp like i've been waiting for you like well well no you you skip three very important things did i one yeah chris goes downstairs on his way up to the smoking we see the silhouette of georgina walking behind him in the hallway oh, that's right. two two when he's outside uh walter the groundskeeper is just fucking running full bore in he's like direction. pivoting his arms like a, a like a train engine like like chugging. yeah <laughs> and then he makes <laughs> a sharp he makes a sharp turn just before hitting chris like he doesn't even see chris and then chris turns around and georgina is staring at him in the window yeah, so it, all in all mm-hmm. it's pretty fucking weird like it's really it's scary very too. hostile vibes um so he has his mm-hmm, cigarette mm-hmm. and uh goes inside and the mom is like hey like what are you doing and he was like oh i just wanted some air and she's like yeah you smoke right uh do you ever smoke in front of my daughter and she's like he's like nah and she tries to be like i can hypnotize you if you want and he's like i think i'm good and she instead like basically coaxes him if she into does it, it anyway yeah, she basically like manipulates him into it's- it like, sorry to reference history of Japan, but it's just how I do I anyways. Do. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, she gets, she hypnotizes him into talking about his mom. Um, both of, both of his parents are, uh, one, his mom is dead. I don't know if his dad is dead. His dad is just like a deadbeat, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Which, um, yeah, she gets she gets him to talk about his mom, and he's like visibly uncomfortable and verbally uncomfortable. But she coaxes him into it anyway, um, while stirring her tea the whole time she's doing this. And like this, we're getting like the bad tea ASMR again. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, and like he starts to like he talks about how um, his mom was you know a young single mom, and he was waiting up for her when she didn't come back from work one night. And instead of, like, calling the police, he just watched TV. And, like, so he's felt really guilty about, like, sort of, like, like the bystander effect of it all. Like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the... And that's that's kind of, like, shedding some light as to why he couldn't stop thinking about right. the deer corpse. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and he... It, it, she uh, basically convinces him to keep talking about this and how it made him feel and, like, how it made him feel powerless and, like, knowing that he could have done something but chose not to. Um, and he starts, like, weeping, like, uncontrollably, like, as if his eyes are, like, being, like, held open. It's like Clockwork Orange. Like, yeah. kind of, like, can't shut mm-hmm. my eyes. Um, he's, like, weeping uncontrollably. And there's some also... And there's some other, like, reverse, a- like, nega ASMR when he, like, is scraping at, like, the couch or the yeah. the, the, the upholstery or whatever yeah. it is. Under mm-hmm. the, like, effect of the hypnosis, he scrapes at, like, the armrests. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, basically, after getting him to do this for, like, a couple of minutes and getting him to, like, spill his guts about himself, she tells him, sink into the floor. And he, like sinks into like this dark void where he's looking out at like the mom uh like as if through like a tiny window in this void like he's sinking through like black water yeah and it's it's like the only special effects they use in this movie Mm -hmm. and it's so good and she Mm -hmm. tells him like as if far away through this little wing window she says now you're in the sunken place um yeah and Mm -hmm. basically um he's kind of like helpless like in his own subconscious is like unable to like move his body um Mm -hmm. uh so what happens then (laughs) 
Uh, then she closes his eyes, like his flesh body she eyes. She does. And he wakes she up. She closes um, them. Yeah, she does. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, and then he like wakes up in his bed. Mm-hmm. And he like, thinks he had like a weird like, as dream. If he'd, like just. Well, I don't think yeah. he, I, he he doesn't actually because um because the thing is before he left to go take that cigarette he uh there was like this little stuffed bear or something on his nightstand. Oh, that's right. No, 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 no. He hadn't, but he thought he did because. You know, that's what I'm just saying. The, oh, he the, didn't the notice storytelling that? storytelling implication is that he, he you know, is th- thought he had some fucking weird dreams last right. night. Right. Yeah, but, and then the next, and the like next day, he... Happened. Then the next day, he's like, oh, wait, no, that happened, because he tries to go to smoke a cigarette, and right. he's like, this kind of just makes me want to puke. Also, um... Mm-hmm. Oh, t- this is one of the first great parts in this movie where the tension gets relieved with some good humor because he wakes up from this freaky dream and is like so uncomfortable and he looks at his phone and he has a text message from uh, Rod uh, <laughs> from Rod, and, and, yeah. and it's the dog uh, with um, like a wine bottle and it <laughs> says Sid got <laughs> drunk. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> the comic relief in this movie is like super good. Like, not, like, corny at all. And also mm-hmm. extremely cute, too. You know, just, like, charming. Right. Like, know? they yeah, have, no, like, a very, very good. good friendship. Like, they seem like they're... They have a very yeah. good dynamic. Um, also, mm-hmm. the most unrealistic thing about this movie, this movie that features uh, hypnosis, among other crazy things, is the fact that everybody uses Windows phones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you think Jordan Peele got paid for that? Oh. <laughs> I mean... It's like fucking Brewster's just, millions. Sometimes you just gotta sponsor money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <sighs> even Rod uses like a Surface. It's like, yeah. it's like name one person who you've ever seen with a Windows phone. Windows phones aren't even like supported by anybody. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he uh, plugs his phone in uh, to charge and puts it like face down. Uh, goes to sleep for real and wakes up. Uh, and mm-hmm. the next day, it's, like, the day of the big shindig. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, everyone, and everyone's, like, rolling up, and everyone's driving a black hearse, basically. Yeah, and they, they're all wearing, like, black and red. They all look, like, fucking, yeah. like... Like... Hitmen? Yeah, a little bit. It looks like a syndicate of hitmen meeting up for, like, sweet tea and, like, bingo. Um... And, yeah. Uh, Rose takes Chris around to meet everybody, and everybody's super fetishizing and weird. Every single person. They ask him uh, about like what sports he likes. Wait. Um. We we have a we have a we we skip a conversation with we skip a conversation that he has with Walter where like Walter is like using some really old timey language to talk oh, about about, um, about Rose. He's uh yeah. yeah oh fuck you're right um so he's taking pictures in the yard. Um, Mm -hmm. and he, and, uh, Walter comes up to him and he's like, sorry if I frightened you last night with my exercises. Um, and he's like, hey, don't worry about it. And he's like, that rose, right? He, uh, he like says like, she's like, like one of a kind and like top of the line. And like, it's like super Mm -hmm. creepy. Like he like, it really smiles like, like some sort of like goblin when he says it. Um, (laughs) Like, it's, like, the most, like, lecherous smile. And Chris is like, I should probably go. And he goes to tell Rose about it. He's like, your housekeeper, like, your groundskeeper said, like, some super weird shit about you. Do you think that, like, maybe he's got a crush on you or something? She's like, oh, my God, that's so weird. He's never done anything like that before. Should I talk to my parents? And he's like, no, 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 no. Like, I don't need to, like, cost this guy his job. It was just, like, 
<laughs> it was just like weird. Um, uh, so then the guests start and arriving, the, right? But yeah, the get the guests start interacting. And it's like really like weird. Like it's like the passive racism that like you know is talked about. It's like what what are some of the things that they say? They like, ask you know, him what sports he's into. One guy is like, "How's your golf swing?" Um, another person like says, "Is it true?" Like Taro, she says, "Is it true that being with a black guy is better?" Um. Uh, someone is like, someone is like, it's now fashionable to be black instead of black is cool. Some woman like, some woman like manhandles him basically, Mm -hmm. like feeling him up essentially. And it's like that, that is like one of the most uncomfortable scenes. And, um, after I watched this movie, a friend of mine, uh, a non-white friend of mine who I watched it with was like, yeah, like I've had not exactly similar experiences, but a lot of white people touching my hair. Yeah, you know? that's so yeah. like just like that total disrespect of like someone's personal space. Yeah, uh, where oh yeah, so they're going around the party, and uh, when does the conversation with Georgina happen? Um, the conversation with uh, Georgina. Um... Which which conversation? The one where Georgina is like, "What does snitch and rat out?" Oh, you mean, no, yeah, it was because he finds his phone has been unplugged. Unplugged, and it's like a, sitting at like four percent. Right, battery. and this has happened, I think, now twice. Yeah, and then we also have. Yeah, and we also have like a uh, a conversation between. I think before this, I don't know after this between like, um, an- like this was one in the trailers, like another like black guy at the party. Yeah, like he's like wearing like a fucking straw hat. He looks whatever. like he's part yeah, of a barbershop he, quartet. He looks yeah, exactly. He looks like if Pharrell was part of a barbershop quartet. Yeah, he's got like the little straw hat and like a blazer, and he's like, "How do you do?" And he's happy. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, and he looks exactly like the guy. I mean, he is the guy at the beginning of the movie. You know? Yeah, like just the spitting yeah. image. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I, mean, I know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know um, how much we're trying to preserve like reveals and twists in this summary. But I, yeah, I do want to say assuming them. that but people like, have already seen. Yeah, this. that's a good. Yeah, point. but at the same um, time, yeah, that's a good point. But um, I, I still want to kind of like because there are probably going to be at least one person who like charges through this without like having watched the movie. Which like if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the movie, what the fuck? Are yeah. You doing? Um. Fuck yeah. You. I mean, you can live your life how you want to, but also also you know. fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> also fuck you specifically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck off, Greg. <laughs> you guys have one Greg, and he's been, like, f- completely knocked back from his computer by that condemnation. Um, Greg is crying. <laughs> Greg, I'm sorry. Has anyone actually ever met anyone named Greg before? Yes, I've, I've, talked, I've, talked, I've, talked, I've talked with you about this. I went to high school with a guy named Greg Lawrence, and he was, like, the best. Uh, he, was, like, he was part of my trivia team, and he knew all of the sports questions. That's all uh-huh. he knew. That's, that sounds like a Greg to me. He's the only Greg that's ever existed. He, 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 he was a bird watcher, too. Yeah, that's, that's a Greg. That's a Greg if I've seen one. That's a, that's a Greg. I know a Greg when I see one. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways. Um, um, <laughs> oh, um, so Chris is very excited to see, like, another black person at this party um, and immediately realizes that something is very wrong when speaking to him. Oh, yeah. but we, we started to talk about the Georgina conversation but didn't actually talk about it. Right, um, right, right, right. So oh, yeah, he yeah, yeah. confronts um, – first he says something to Rose about how he thinks Georgina is unplugging um, unplugging his phone. And she's like, I don't know, some – he says some, like, 
some black women don't like it when uh, black men date white women. So he was thinking, like, maybe that was, like, the angle of it. Like, that she was, like, mm-hmm. taking, like, mm-hmm. pity revenge on him. Uh, yeah. Um, so he goes to, like, confront her about it. Um, and he... He, he says that he wouldn't want to snitch on her. Like, she says, like, are you going to, like, like tell anybody, like, about this? And he's like, no, nah, I wouldn't want to snitch or anything. And she's like, do you mean tattletale? And it's like, she's mm-hmm. like, I don't even know how to describe it. She's, like, grinning, but, like, her eyes are, like, crying. Crying, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then he and then he's like, I just kind of get uncomfortable when there's a lot of white people around. And she's like, starts crying and just says no a whole bunch yeah, of times. Yeah, she's like, no. But she's weeping, like, from her eyes. Yeah, all yeah, yeah. And she's like, no, 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 like, of course not. Um, and, like, eventually kind of snaps out of it and, like, leaves. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, they, they have the whole party thing. Chris gets, like, shopped around to, like, the whole... Every single white person in town. And they have one uh, token Asian guy also who asks him, like... Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get to... I think, the char- I, think the, I think the character's name was just, like, literally Miyagi or something. Are you something. kidding? Uh, let me look it up on the IMDb. It was something like that. Oh wow. Um, I hope. Oh no, sorry. It was it was it was Hiroki Tanaka. Oh okay. Um, not as is, bad. Is that a Japanese name? I guess it doesn't matter. Um, I, I'm, I think it is. I think I think it okay. is. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So he sees the other black guy at this party and gets very excited uh, to talk to him, but immediately realizes something's very wrong and that this guy is very yeah, very he's white. Just... Um. He's just being, and he's just, like, hanging off the, the arm of this woman who's, like, 30, 40 years older than him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's like, oh, I don't get out of the house much anymore, like, implying that they're just, like, boning down all the time. <laughs> um, but, uh, Chris, like, realizing that something is wrong here gives him the ultimate litmus test and holds out his fist for a bump, and the other guy, uh, grabs his fist, like, as if in a handshake. Stick shift, BB. Yeah, it literally was that, and it's like such an uncomfortable shot. Uh-huh. Oh, it's so uncomfortable. Like it's so funny because yeah. that's the shot that's supposed to be like something is very wrong here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. And then um, the blind photographer. Uh, yeah, the blind. Oh photographer. yeah, yeah. He meets the the blind the uh, the blind art yeah, dealer. That's right. Yeah, who's like I used yeah, to try, the only I, guy who seems to be like remotely chill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like the entire party. Right. I mean, obviously, and he's like, like, he's like, I never had an eye for photography, and now I don't have an eye. Yeah, and eyes. he's like, he's like, oh, you're Chris. I'm familiar with your work. My manservant describes it to me. Um, <laughs> like, and he's like, you have like an incredible eye, and like your work is so like vulnerable and so raw, and. He, he says, like, all this stuff about how he w- wanted to be a photographer, but he just didn't have the eye for it, and then he literally went blind. Uh, so now he's, like, an art mm-hmm. dealer, an art critic. Um, yeah. And he basically throws all the other people at this party under the bus for being, like, shallow, but he's like, hey, I'm, uh-huh. like, colorblind. I don't see race or also anything else. Um, <laughs> uh, and that's basically what he's saying. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Chris, like, seems to, like, he, 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 like, takes something away from this interaction. Like, he seems to think that this is, like, the one thing at this party that isn't going, like, completely fucking bananas. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he returns to the party, and the Asian uh, gentleman says to him, 
is it better to be black or white? In yeah, this? like what oh, no, is the like, like experience? He, a black or something about in... the African American experience? Right. Yeah, is it an advantage or disadvantage? Right. And um, and Chris is like, yeah, I don't know. Hey, um, what's uh, what's the uh, other guy? the dandy's name? The uh, what's I know his real person name, but I don't know what they're calling him at the party. Tobias, uh, like, no, uh, Logan. Logan. Is it Logan? It might. be. I think it's Logan. His like real ass human person name is. Andre, yeah, I'm that's right. Sure. So he he says, Logan, yeah. why don't you field this one? And Logan's is like, oh well, I find it to be pretty good. Uh, although I don't get out of the house much anymore so it's hard to say and then everyone which laughs. is funny because like it's an interesting like it's it's like yeah like he's too busy boning down but also we could take that literally and it just being like oh like living as a black person isn't as all peaches and gravy um yeah uh and while he's explaining this chris tries to sneak a picture of him and the flash goes off and uh mm-hmm. logan goes fucking ballistic yeah yeah um he's yeah, he his nose starts bleeding and he starts like attacking Chris, and, scr- and he starts screaming the title "Get Out." Like "Get Out," and yeah. everyone in the theater goes, so. "Oh my god, that's the title of the movie!" Um, yeah, at least that was my experience. Um, like mm-hmm. everybody was like, "Woo!" Um, but uh, <laughs> they they carry him uh, into the house, and uh, the mom has um, what is the mom's name? Missy. Missy uh, basically gives him an emergency uh, hypnotherapy session and, like, restores him to his former self. Um, And then what? (laughs) Uh, Then then Chris, like, goes off and Rose has a conversation with him and then there's the auction. Right. They're having, like, a weird silent bingo auction. And, like, we, we... Chris is having, like, this tender conversation with rose about how he feels so uncomfortable and this is just like a nightmare experience for him and like she we should they're gonna leave yeah and she like decides like no we'll go we'll go tomorrow and like he's very touched by that because he thought mm-hmm. she was like i thought for sure that you were gonna like leave like on your own and just like and, yeah and, and she's like and she's like i mean i couldn't have predicted this my parents have net my i've never dated a black guy before and it's just like i i thought they'd be better about this right. and meanwhile we see what they uh everybody uh is auctioning on um and it is a giant like fucking like either a giant like framed photo or a giant oil painting i can never remember of chris it's a photo <laughs> yeah yeah i think it's a photo where did they get this giant photo painting. of chris there- they're they're bidding with bingo cards, which is the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the auction I, eventually goes to uh, Mr. Blind Art Dealer for like fifteen mil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Chris texts the photo of um Logan to uh, Rod, and Rod's like Rod. Rod's like uh, immediately calls him back and is like, "That's Yo, Andre. That's Andre. That's like, Andre. He's been missing. Like nobody knows where he yeah, is. Yeah, and, like, he, and he's and there's like this there's like there's like weird this four person chain that he has to go through before he's like he's like that girl who works at the theaters, sisters, like uh, a cousin's boyfriend, which is always like one of yeah. my favorite like gag types. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. And then like uh, Chris is like, "Oh yeah, that guy. I totally know that guy." <laughs> I love them. Um, yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, he's like, I don't know what the fuck he's doing here. Like, he's been missing. Like, he's a missing person. Um, and he was like, I don't know, but he was married to a white woman, like, twice his age. 
And Rada's like, oh, it's a sex slave. Yeah, thing. he's like, I, he's like, I fucking knew it. Like, they're making people sex slaves. Um, God. Because um, I think he said something earlier in the movie about how, like, oh, like, you're going to, like, a big gathering of white people. It's, they're all, they're all going to be, like, fucking freaks. Like. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. So I, I want, I want to, like, get through, like, the bat, like, the rest of the stuff at the house. Mm. So I just want to, like, close off Rod's stuff really quick so that we don't have to, like, interrupt the, uh. Like the rest of the um the rest of the action in the movie with that because it does show up later but like basically Rod goes to a uh, the police station and is like well there's one more other important Rod thing yeah wait but... there's one more important plot point that I think we need to go over before we can get back to the Rodness um well no I just I just want to say when Rod goes to the police station and he's like convinced about the whole sex slave thing and he like tells the whole story to a police officer who is black and we see the whole story. Yep, and then she calls in two other uh, black officers, or was yeah, they were both. Uh, anyways, black. yeah, and then he tells the whole story again, and we hear the whole story twice, and then they just start like laughing their asses off at yeah, him. Yeah, the cop, the lady cop that he first tells the story to, is like, "Don't you guys say I never do anything in- fun for you?" <laughs> like, and he like leaves because the police are useless as ever. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so at at the house. Um, Chris is, like, becoming even more and more, like, uncomfortable with the way that, like, things are unfolding. Um, just, like, the general atmosphere of the house. He's like, I want to leave. I want to leave right now. Um, like, Rose, like, get your shit. Yeah, yeah, no, once they, uh, once they've had their, their touching conversation, they're like, let's, let's go back and get ready and we gotta go because the dog's sick. And just say the dog's sick. what was the, um, (laughs) what was the thing that makes it, like extremely tense and urgent though because something oh because oh. chris chris finds that box of photos no no no, yeah. no that's right photos of... yeah okay sorry yeah because so like chris off, he says, chris you're... is packing his stuff and he... oh yeah blair you haven't said a single thing this episode so you can yeah, go ahead thank and tell you, blair. Sorry. <laughs> well for well no it's okay like i you obviously remember a lot more about this movie <laughs> than i did so that's cool but um no so uh sh- uh she mentions that she's never dated another black guy before mm-hmm. but Chris goes into this, like, crawl space in the room and finds this box full of, like, pictures of her with, like, other black dudes uh, and, like, Georgina. Like, so, like, so and the groundskeeper and Georgina are in that, like, s- like stack of photos of her, yep. like, with her, like, previous partners, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, is the implication there. And so he's, like, obviously freaked out, but he's, like, he's, like, okay, this is, like, a uh, a thing I talked to my like girlfriend about at another time because right now I have to leave. Right. You know, he's just like, like Rose. I want to leave. I want to get out of here. I want to get the fuck out of here. He's like, kind of yelling. I am yeah, in hell. Yeah, I need to go to the money zone. I'm in hell. I need money. Um, so he um <laughs> he uh important thing about those photos is uh that two of the people are recognizable in them, not including um Andre. Andre was in there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, right, right. We mentioned Georgina and Walter. Oh, Lina. okay. I'm sorry. I missed that. Um, yeah, Blair said sorry, that. Sorry, Blair. Yeah, it's cool. She did that. She no, it's did cool. it's that. Cool. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, like, I guess this means that Rose is at least, like, at, maybe not straight? <laughs> the gay representation yeah, I know, we like, all need. Like, yeah. I remember people in the theater, like, <laughs> reacting, like, like woo when that happened which is like uh, okay yeah um but um yeah he's like 
I'm in hell. I need to leave. Uh, and he's like, right, she's like, all right, we'll go. I'll pack. I'll, like, I, I, he's like, get the keys, get the keys. And he goes downstairs and like the family's all just like milling about kind yeah. of like, in, kind uh-huh. of like closing in. Um, and they're like, oh, the dog is sick. We need to go. Like, ha 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 ha. Like, sorry, we had to cut the visit so short. And, um, what's the brother's name? Jeremy. Okay. Jeremy is standing. No. Is it? Yeah, yeah Jeremy's yeah. standing in front of the door, manhandling a lacrosse stick, um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just looking the most sinister. Um, and yeah. he's like, mm-hmm. he's like, Rose, I need those keys. Rose, 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 I need the keys. Rose, and screams at her, and she's like, I'm trying, I'm trying. And then she goes, found them. And then she's like, you know, I can't give you these keys. Um, and he's like, oh, fuck, because he realizes, like, she was in on the whole thing yeah i th- i think i think he knew back when he back when the the he saw those pictures but like that definitely confirmed that like she was right in. that was the moment that it seems like yeah. his spirit was like a little crushed where he was just kind of like well yeah shit. um and basically so he puts up a little bit of a f- he puts up a little bit of a fight but then missy just knocks him out with the hypnosis right teeth. The, the brother is like clearly like fucking jazz to like go around with chris but missy puts him to sleep yeah. like literally like instantaneously as soon as, as, soon as they lock arms um yeah he's mm-hmm. out um and then he wakes up strapped oh um no rose as his like consciousness is fading rose says sorry chris you were always one of my fa- you were one of my favorites yeah um, crazy thing to yeah. say <laughs> it's like it's like she's talking to like a pet um yeah uh, so he wakes up strapped to a chair uh like mm-hmm. strapped um like arm and leg to a chair i believe um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's a tv in front of him and this tv turns on and it he struggles and he his restraints for a little bit also there's a deer head mounted above the tv which like freaks him out a little bit um that yeah. symbolism mm-hmm. um Mm-hmm. He's um sitting there like watching the TV, um and like I guess he's flashing back to watching the TV like the night that his mom uh died, uh so he the TV uh-huh. turns on and he's watching like this weird like weird yeah it's like an yeah. educational film almost about like the grounds and like the family and like the property and it's like um Rose's grandfather is explaining all of this um Rose's yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, there's a bit of exposition that we passed over um, earlier in the movie where um, they explained that uh, Georgina and, uh, what's his name? Walter. Walter and Georgina um, were hired to help take care of Rose's grandparents, and then when Rose's grandparents passed, they Mm -hmm. couldn't bear to let them go. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, So uh, he's wandering the grounds and uh, explaining about the history of the place, and uh, begins to talk about something called the coagula method, um, which uh, he explains is... Um, how much of it does he actually explain? Not much. The guy who kind of looks like John Goodman explains the whole thing in detail. Right, but he does mention the coagula method by name, and he says, like... He yeah. says, like, oh, it's, like, a chance for you to, like, live on as part of, like, something greater or something like that? I, I think he mm-hmm. says that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, we've already tested it on a member of my own flesh and blood. And, like, the whole family steps out, like, looking very creepy. Um, and 
Yeah. And the mm-hmm. infomercial cuts to a live feed of the blind art dealer guy, art dealer. It, like prepping for mm-hmm. surgery. Um, it's like a closed circuit, yep. like TV. Um, yeah. And and he explains to Chris that what's going to happen is they are going to transplant the art dealer's brain into Chris's body, and Chris will just live in the sunken place. Yeah. Basically, they say that like he explains the first step of like the coagula method, as he calls it. Um, that's the name for the technique is, um, the first step is the hypnosis because the hypnotism is required, uh, to be able to suppress, uh, the person's subconscious. Um, the Mm -hmm. second stage, um, the second stage is, fuck, what, what is the second stage? (laughs) Um, transplant. Yeah, the second, the second, I know. Um, it's definitely three stages. I don't remember. Um, yeah, uh, the, uh, so the first, the first step is the hypnosis. The second step is the, oh, the auction, I guess. Right? I guess. Um, And then the third step is they, um, remove Chris's brain, leaving like a small portion of it that, uh, controls like motor functions, I guess. Um, because Mm -hmm. like, if I guess Mm -hmm. the part like containing the medulla oblongata, because you would die, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah. I don't know if we established this, but um, Rose's dad is a neurosurgeon. Um, right. So yeah. um, he he explains that they leave a small part of the brain and then transplant in the brain from the uh, winner of the auction, which in this case is him, the blind art dealer. Um, and yeah. basically, he says you'll be you'll continue to live, but you'll be a passenger in the sunken place, unable to control your body, but you'll be fully aware of everything that's happening while while which, I'm piloting your body which, around like a robot suit. Which sounds like torturous. That's like the plot of like Animorphs, isn't it? No, no like the thing. Well, oh the the Yerks, yeah. yeah. But like that's literally what the Yerks like. What it, what it's like when you have a, a Yerk controlling you yeah um deep animorphs i've cut. never fucking read animorphs i've just read them a- it's not that actually blame actually blame that's like the one of the first things that they describe in the books i've never read animorphs so it's a deep you cut for guys me. are posers listen i read that other k.a applegate book about like abandoning earth to like go to some other planet um uh, but yeah so they're like hey so you're gonna continue to live but you're going to have no free will and we're gonna control your body and take it for ours mm-hmm. um and chris is like why would you do something like that and it's like because like it like black people like have all of these desirable traits and it's really it's like flattery it's like we covet these things in you so we want to make these things part of our own uh part of like our own being and he's like, in this case, I just want your eye. Not your eyes, mm-hmm. although I'm sure that's a factor. Your photographer's right. eye. Which, it can't be said enough, is not something that is biological. Like, so, no. so this dude is very <laughs> naive. Like, I, the way that I saw this explained to me was that basically Chris's photographic eye is like a product of his own like lived experiences. And it's something that uh, this guy could never actually hope to replicate it would be entirely like a cosmetic um adaptation Mm -hmm. um so it's kind of like a metaphor for cultural appropriation yeah Yeah. that's that 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 that, uh that sticks yeah um Mm -hmm. and the whole thing smacks of slavery like straight up slavery um oh oh for sure yeah i'm sorry just like this whole thing smacks of just like 
for some reason, that is just such a funny sentence. Start up to end it with slavery. It's just yeah. really... <laughs> Maybe not giving it the gravitas it deserves. Mm. <laughs> no. Do I detect a hint of... Mm, slavery? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, fully, fully though. I mean, I mean, keeping with, uh, uh, like, thematic, it seems how they would articulate that sentiment, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, so they're prepping this dude for surgery in the other room, so he has to go. Like, he's getting, like, knocked the fuck out. Um, and Chris starts to, like... Um, basically they, uh, are like, oh, when it comes time for the surgery, where they're gonna put you out with the hypnosis. Um, but for now, they do that, and they, they play the, uh, sound, and it sends him back to the sunken place. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or no, he just gets knocked out. Well, it... But, well, yeah, but, but that's yeah, where that's he goes. The um, yeah. And then he wakes up, uh, what, what happens the second time? Um, basically... Yeah, he wakes oh, up no, they, and he starts like they, sh- they knocked him out after the first infomercial and then brought him back to talk to the dude on closed circuit TV. Um, right, right, right. And then he like tried to, and then he like, no, there was another time in between because when would he have scraped the 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 fabric? Right, out? but the first time they knocked him out um, was the time that like they knock him out and you see him claw at the uh, like arm of the chair under the influence of the hypnosis. Um, right, but how could he have had the CCTV conversation if he had the cotton in his ears? Because what happens is the guy tells him basically like, oh, like after this um, recording, like after this conversation ends, uh, we're gonna knock you out and put you into surgery. Um, and, but he would have. If someone would have seen the. Oh, he right because the guy's blind. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah. Also, he's like. Yeah. Exactly. So the whole time he's doing this, he's picking at like the lining of the chair. Um. And they're like, okay. Yeah. So uh, at the end of this, we're gonna you know play the sound, and you're gonna go back to the sunken place, and then when you wake up, I'm gonna be you, and you're gonna be in the sunken place forever. Um. And uh. And then he saves himself by. Uh, which I'm, and I'm sure this was fully right. intentional, but he saves himself by picking. He pick. He saves himself by picking cotton. Right. He the, he uh, picks cotton from the lining of the chair and stuffs his ears with it and feigns uh, being knocked out, unconsciousness. Yeah. And then Jeremy, mm-hmm. then Jeremy comes in and he like beats the hell yeah, out of him. Yeah, he like smashes his head with like some ornamental piece of shit. I don't know. I believe it's a billiard ball. Was it? Oh, that's so. funny. Oh yeah, no, it was a. Uh... It was not a billiard ball. It was like a bocce ball. Uh, oh, yeah, even whiter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, or a croquet ball. So Chris, I don't know. But it was like big. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, go ahead. Then Chris, like Chris, like basically goes on. I a was rampage gonna. Yeah, he goes on his roaring rampage of revenge. Hello, TVTropes.com. Uh, through the house. Um, and he, uh, the first thing that he does is he, um, in, after. Wait, hold on. We we skipped something. Oh, Rodney's conversation mm-hmm. with Rose. Yep, uh, where Rose is, like, completely dead-faced, but she's, like, emoting entirely, where she's like, no, Chris left, uh, uh, like, last night. Is he not back yet? And then Mm -hmm. Rod is, like, he, like, he catches Wise pretty quickly, and then he puts puts her on hold, and he's like, this bitch is lying! Yeah, and, like, he unholds it's such a he good unholds, moment he's like yeah everyone in the theater was losing their fucking mind because like rod's the best character in the movie um he really is but uh-huh. uh, so he's like this bitch is lying uh and he sets up a recording um and takes mm-hmm. her off hold and was like hey like listen like i'm really like worried about chris like do you know like anything at all like blah 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 blah, blah. and she's like rod 
don't think I don't know what this is about. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? This is about my friend is what it's about. And she's like, I know you're attracted to me, Rod. And he's like, what the yeah. fuck is your problem? And she's like, <laughs> she's like, I know you want to fuck me, Rod. And he like hangs up the phone and he goes, this bitch is crazy. <laughs> and she's like, damn, yeah. she's fucking good. Yeah, that too. <laughs> like... The whole family is in the background while she is having this conversation, by the way. They're all, like, lingering at, like, the edge of, like, the shot. Like, yeah. watching the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And she's also, like, wearing this highly stylish, like, white turtleneck now. Yeah. Like, she had a costume change to, like, indicate that she's more medicine right. now. Which we, I kind of appreciate. We, we also, <laughs> she looks um, like we she's also, part of, like, the all... fucking galactic empire. Like, she looks like a stormtrooper. Yeah. A half hour prior yeah, yeah, in the yeah. movie, uh, we skipped over one of my favorite things that happens in the background. Like it's completely missable, and uh, I just remember, I just remember like it really sticking out to me when Chris is having a conversation with the art dealer. Um, there are two guys playing badminton in the background, and they they cannot keep a volley going. They like each it like it just keeps going back and forth. Like one of them hits it over the net, and it just lands, and the other one hits it back over the net, and it lands on the ground. Oh my god, that's great! It's like completely in the background, completely missable, but. Like, it's just so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, Jordan Peele has just, like, such a good sense of humor. Um, he really anyway, does. Anyway, uh, after, uh, after Rod tries and fails to record this conversation, he tries to go to the police, which we already talked about, to tell them that his friend is missing. Yeah. Um, and basically, he's like, all right, I'm, I'm going to have to do this Chris myself goes... and start researching all the, like, like dudes who have gone missing. Yeah. And Chris, like, goes, he's on a rampage. Yeah, so he uh, runs in. I'm he on runs, a rampage. Like, out of the room that he was in after braining Jeremy. Um, yeah. And he's. And he, like, charges the doctor down with a deer it head. It was so good. It was so karmic. It was really good. Like, through the throat. You know, and the one bone I have, the one bone I have to pick with this movie is the fact that they have candles in the operating room. And, like, I mean, I guess, but also why? Because it, it doesn't seem like yeah, supernatural like, in any smoke way. Smoke is like the least sterile thing that I can think of, and they're doing <laughs> yeah. they're doing brain surgery. <laughs> also, yeah, the lighting is like not great. There's candles. It's like, <laughs> who, who the fuck is this neurosurgeon? Hey, like, it, <laughs> who gave him his degree? It's movie magic, baby. Like, don't worry about it, <laughs> dude. I guess. <laughs> um. Um, I mean, he had to set the house on fire somehow, so I guess that's right, fine. Yeah. He sets yeah. a fire in the basement and runs upstairs uh, to uh, confront, I guess to confront Rose and to confront Missy. Um, and he runs into a room uh, where Missy is on the other end of it. Uh, he's on the other side of the room, and in between them is a teacup, the, the teacup that she's been using to put him into the sunken place. Um, yeah. And... And they both die for it, and he fucking breaks uh-huh. it. And then um, he kills her somehow, but I don't remember how he does. He, she sta- she stabs she stabs him in the hand, and he's just like he just like takes it. The letter opener, right? Right, yeah, the letter right. opener. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm just gonna take this knife straight through my like it's the fucking SpongeBob firmly grasp it like literally straight through his. It's hand. like Cal Drogo taking yeah. the cut on his shoulder so that he can rip that dude's tongue out. Mm-hmm. Well, but Khal Drogo eventually died as a result of that wound. Yeah, but that was, like, because of his own hubris. Um, I'm, like, doing my Brooks voice. I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> You're award-winning uh, he didn't crank Brooks his hog enough. Mary Monster didn't poison Khal Drogo. It was because he 
was too proud to follow her medical teachings. And he was Tyrion, and he was Tyrion Lannister time traveling right, back right, through the, the time, womb of Daenerys Targaryen. The time traveling fetus. It's it's Ra- of Rago course. is Tyrion. Duh. Uh, anyway, and then and and then Eddard Stark walked into his own to me. shit. I just want you guys to it's know okay that. because this literally this is, is gibberish. And gibberish. It's a, this is <laughs> this is gibberish, but it's literally what they say on the podcast. Brooks talks for fifteen minutes in one episode about how Ned Stark okay, warned his hang own on. shit. Brooks did not make up the time traveling fetus theory. I hope you know. I um, know, I know, but he made up the um the battle of the or the the battle of the bastards. Um, no, sorry, a Clegane Bowl, which was he said, what if it was actually Clegane Bowl, and they both shit in the same river and warred their shits? Oh my god. <laughs> Can Brooks... Who lets Brooks Oglesby do can anything? Can Brooks not ruin my you life know? for like two fucking minutes? Um, <laughs> uh, good, luck on the, good, good luck on that thesis defense, Brooks. We love you, Brooks. <laughs> we love you, Brooks. We're so proud of just you. Don't go into, you, Brooks. Just don't go into like a 15-minute long tangent about how like... Eddard Stark warged into the Tower of Joy. It's gonna be about how Dan Daniel Bryan like warged into like Brooks, and now and now Brooks is stronger because he has Daniel Bryan's spirit inside him. Um. Anyway, uh-huh. no, no, no. Dan uh, Brooks will always be transplanted his brain into Daniel Bryan's body. <laughs> Bro- this movie, this movie is science science fiction warging. This is what warging oh, is. Fuck. A little bit. It's one directional warging. It's like. It's like invasion of the body snatchers but like exactly like but like with brain surgery i guess um yeah um, and racism and racism (laughs) and twins um so uh so he's on the rampage and the um, brother's not dead no, but there's this, another fucking really good touch, like with the badminton scene, where um, what's her, Rose is just like upstairs with oh her headphones plugged God. in, looking at looking at NCAA prospects eating Cheerios and or dry Fruit Loops and drinking milk, and then one of the NBA players is um, it's Jordan uh, or uh, Keegan Michael Key's face. Really, I missed mm. that. It, it might have been Jordan Peele's. I don't remember. It was mentioned in the trivia on IMDb oh, that I remember so reading funny. later that day. The worst part about the, the scene where she is drinking the milk and eating the um the fruit loops dry fruit yeah, loops is the fact that she eats one in two bites yeah it's so funny oh and what is she listening to uh, oh was it like remember. abba that's yeah it was abba do you remember what song abba i think it might have been take a chance on me um I don't think so. I think I would have remembered if it was yeah, Take a Chance on Me. Yeah, because my McElroy... The anthem my of my McElroy life, Take a Chance on Me. Um, <laughs> yeah. It wasn't Dancing um, Queen, so, was it? I don't... It might have been Dancing... I don't remember. Um, I don't remember. Let's take a look at the soundtrack. No, it was IMDb. Time of Keep My talking. Life from Dirty Dancing. Duh. Oh my god, it oh was god. that. Oh, she did that. She did that. Um, so she's doing this while uh, Chris is like is brawling with Jeremy, who isn't dead. Um, and earlier, earlier, yep. earlier, ugh, earlier in the movie, when Jeremy and Chris first meet, uh, Jeremy is talking about um, uh, fuck, not judo. Um, uh, what, it's one of the MMA fighting styles. Um, mm-hmm. It's um. Shit. Um, Something about, like, predicting Yeah, your, yeah, like, yeah. He says, like, it, it, this, yeah. it's not just about strength. It's about strategy. It's about... Sta- it's like chess. It's like staying four or five moves ahead of your opponent and, you know, like, 
always being four or five moves ahead. Um, so mm-hmm. every time uh, Chris, while fighting with Jeremy, tries to get the door open, Jeremy kicks it shut. So this happens three, four times. And on the fifth time, when Jeremy goes to kick the front door shut, Chris is ready for him and stabs him in the leg with the letter opener. Yep, and then he fucking mm-hmm. brains him. Yeah, and then he brains him. And it's... And it's it's got it's that shot from the theater of like the the uh, the shot from beneath Chris where he like stomps on something. It's it's Jeremy's head. It it, it was mm-hmm. exactly like in Drive. So yeah. then we're we're in the closing we're in the closing scenes of this movie, uh, right? Yeah, he takes um he takes Georgina. he takes off he gets the keys he, he gets the keys off yeah. of Jeremy and he gets he hops in the like Corvette or whatever and the night helmet from the beginning of the movie is on the passenger seat. Chris the, looks at yeah. it for a second and goes like, "What the fuck?" and like throws it away. Uh, he sees yeah. Georgina like passed out. Um, I don't remember why she's passed out. And he gets he gets he gets flashbacks to uh, like his mom to his mom. So he's like, I oh just, no, she, I can't he accidentally her. hits oh. her. Right, 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 right. Um, so she's knocked out, and he's like, all right, um, I take pity on her, and he puts her in the car and drives off. And Rose, hearing the car, uh, looks out the window, sees Chris driving off into the background, and goes, "Grandma," which seems like a pretty fucking weird thing to say at the time. Um, and she grabs, and then you she, realize, oh my god, she grabs goodness. a fucking like antique hunting rifle and like marches out the front door like a Terminator. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and then she fucking she catches she somehow like crashes him into no, the no, it's yet yeah, Georgina like he, Chris is driving down the driveway and he's like starting to like call the police um, against his better judgment. Um, and mm-hmm. Georgina, like, stirs awake, looks at him, and the house, like, which Chris is, like, burning down is, like, in the background, and she goes, you ruined my house! And, like, starts throttling him, so the car crashes. It, like, crashes into a tree or, like, mm-hmm. flips or something. I don't remember. Um, it crashes yeah. into a tree, and she's, like, her head is through the yeah, windshield, basically. she dies, like, immediately, like, on impact. Um, also, yeah. important to note that during this scene, we can see a, um a like lobotomy scar on Georgina's forehead because her hair is askew. Yeah, yeah. Um mm-hmm. so uh at this And then uh uh Rose is like walking past and she like shoots the rear view mirror yeah. off and then she six Walter on him and she says get him grandpa yeah. and then you kind of realize that like the Georgina and Walter are Rose's grandparents transplanted into their bodies. Yeah. So, so like Walter, Walter is fucking Chris up. Like he is about to kill him, and then Chris, resourceful, he as weaponizes hell, like, his camera pulls, flash. Yep, and 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 like pulls pulls actual Walter out from the sunken place. Right. Um. And but but um, for some reason Rose doesn't see that. I guess she was just like too caught up or something that she didn't she didn't see the camera flash. Right. And Walter stands back up and he's like, "Let me finish it," and takes the gun from her. And then he shoots her in the mm-hmm. stomach. And then himself. And then he blows his own brains out, yeah. Because um, he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Right, because he knows that like mm-hmm. his freedom is is limited time. Temporary. Um, this is the second movie in a row that uh, we've watched where somebody weaponizes a uh, cell phone light. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if that's like a, a category on Letterboxd. <laughs> movies in which somebody weaponizes a cell phone camera or a backlight. Um... So Chris at this point is like, basically, he has like a sort of like non-confrontation with Rose. It's like, he sort of like piteously watches her dying. Um, And she like, 
And then he starts choking she, her. He, yeah, and she's like, she tries to appeal to like his like love for her, and like he's visibly like wounded by it, but like still like is trying to mm-hmm. carry out the deed. And then, and this is the worst fucking thing in the world: police lights, uh, and like sirens show up in the background, and 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 the entire theater is like, oh yeah. god. Chris like it. realizes basically what this looks like, and so does Rose because Rose starts going help, and she starts like crying help. for help. Like he like you have to stop him. He's crazy. And Chris basically looks like he's resigned to die. Um, and he's like he's yeah. got his hands behind his head and he's like rising to his feet. Um, and out of the car steps Rod in a fucking TSA vehicle. <laughs> And the theater went fucking ballistic. Yeah, no, my theater went bonkers. In the words of John Mulaney, mm-hmm. it was like the liberation of France. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, they, they just, they leave Rose to die, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah, um, what's it? Um, <laughs> we get a really... The T.S. motherfucking the, a, a. T. Chris is like, how'd you know where to find me? And he's like, you know how? Because I am T s motherfucking a and like we get shit done we we handle shit and this shit handled handled. and if you thought that the theater went berserk the first time uh when he showed up (laughs) it it was like a bomb going off like yeah like the energy in this theater was rapturous uh yeah and mm-hmm. is that All is right. that literally so we are, just we like are, the end of the movie right there like they ride off into the into the sunset yeah there's like chris chris like look the ending shot is chris like like really tired with his head resting against the car seat headrest and like looking out the window as like the trees go by and that's the end of the movie mm-hmm. and that now we're at an hour and 25 minutes into our podcast so let's go ahead and wrap up <laughs> let's uh, guys, some on, a of, on a scale of zero to five uh What's it going to be? Half-eaten Fruit Loops. On a scale of 0 to 5 uh, half-eaten five. Fruit Loops, how many do you give this movie? Because um, I'm going to give this movie I'll the full... T- I'm going to go ahead and give this movie the whole two and a half Fruit Loops. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because that adds up to five. Yeah, yeah. No, this is a yeah. full... This is a full five star for me. Like, so I, I was watching, like, a Movie Bob... Uh, like, Movie Bob's review of this, and he was just like... Like, he put it in a really succinct way that I really agree with, which is, like, this movie feels like someone who fucked up their... Like, who had, like, a middling to bad first three or four movies and then made something good. Mm-hmm. But this is just, like, his first fucking time at the rodeo, and he just killed like, it. right out of the fucking yeah. gate. Um... It's we yeah. cannot say it's we cannot incredible. stress enough that this movie had a perfect rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and it w- Until would still have fucking it. dick shit. Armin White. What's his Armin name? White. I forgot. Armin White. Thank you. Fucking dick shit. Armin White. Contrarian until the end of days. Is like well, see, this isn't as, this isn't anything like the the Eddie Murphy classic Norbit. Christmas or with the Meet Dave. Um. Armand White literally, it is a mystery as to why his uh, his uh, reviews count. Like honestly, I I would not mind if the guy was just like being a being like a contrarian dick shit for fun for like trolling purposes because it's actually kind of funny to read someone say Meet Dave is a comedy classic. Yeah, <laughs> but like I wish I wish sites would not like again should not contribute to metadata. Yeah. Um, but like, what a fucking movie. Um, 
Yeah. So yeah. Is, it, is it is it two is it two and a half Fruit Loops across the yeah, board? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, fully, fully. It's like I mean I talked about how well it combines horror and comedy, but also it's like aesthetically beautiful. Mm. Like like no, it's really it's good. like so well shot. It like like the color grading doesn't look like wet cement. Um, it's it's I don't know. It's like really good. Also like I mean we don't have a lot of costuming, but when we like have like specifically intentioned costuming it looks yeah. like, super good you yeah. know yeah. like there's so. uh the two instances of that that i can think of are rose with her fucking like stormtrooper turtleneck and um uh everyone at the party wearing red and black yeah. oh yeah also the last shot of rose when she's like got this like high colored like button up and her like hair is like slicked back and stuff mm-hmm. like that and like high-waisted like khakis it's like kind of a look you know it's like I mean, it's menacing as fuck, but it's kind of like a look. I've kind of forgotten what <laughs> yeah. it looks like, to be completely honest. Um, that's it's okay. a good look. That's, that's, All right. that's totally So we need terrible. to move on to questions, or else we're going to release a fucking two-hour podcast. Well, you got to okay. laugh for ten minutes for, uh, like, I don't know. We, we, we broke some shit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I, okay, okay, hold on. We I do want to debate. So the part about the cop at the beginning that we said we were going to talk about an hour ago when we said that. I'm sorry. Wait. What the audio? The... When we when we were talking about the cop, who like an hour oh, ago okay. when we were talking about that. Yeah. So what I I mean I I remember reading online somewhere that the reason that Rose like went so hard trying to get the cop to not see the ID is because she didn't want the cop to be able to like identify him in case he showed up on a missing persons report. Right. And here is um. The... Zach, an intellectual. Yeah, me an intellectual. Um, here's the thing, though. Um, this is all for naught because of one thing. It's because of Rod. Rod knows where Chris is going. She knows that Rod knows where Chris is going. She spoke to Rod, meaning that n- meaning mm-hmm. that no matter what, there is a concrete like link of, I know where this person is. And also, this can't be stated enough, but... Cops generally do not just take your information down after, like, bullying you by taking your license. Like, that's what that cop was doing. Mm -hmm. It was a power move. Like, everyone there knew that. It was... Mm -hmm. You know, that is, like, a that is like an interesting plot hole as to, like, why... I feel like that would be, like, an abort mission. Do not, like, try to brain murder this this guy when there's, like, someone who knows exactly where he went. Right. I think I think But it was they were also like laying expected... like talking like that like Rose was gonna try and go for Rod somehow. I think she thinks I think she probably thought Rod was a dumbass and wouldn't do anything about it, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. I think she hugely underestimated like his capacity to like fucking sleuth shit out, mm-hmm. you know? But I mean this is all just a, this is all just a theory. Yeah. A game theory? A game theory. There was yeah. some okay, there was so... some other interesting stuff about this movie that it's like, oh, you, like you don't know if people will pick up on it. Like the fact that like Walter's like weird training exercise is because he trains every night like sprinting at full speed because he never got over losing that like qualifying round in the Olympics. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. Oh, for sure, yeah. And totally. like um I think the other big one is that when the people at the um at the auction are like ask it's like it's literally it's like feeling out the merchandise yeah Mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. um i think those are like the two big ones that are like oh holy shit um yeah that and the black mold thing the thing about the basement oh yeah 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 
I think this movie would be good for like a second watch at some point. Yeah, right? oh, definitely. Um, so. I would have seen it again. The layers like, now, but uh, d- yeah. the weather's been shitty, and then like I still need to see Logan. I really want to see Logan. So, um, yeah, because it, like <laughs> so, let's we have a bunch of questions. Oh, let's, okay. Let's uh, get these questions in. So, first question from Twitter user at Oscularia, friend of the show, Clem. Uh, Clem says, how do you feel about people saying horror is finally addressing social issues? Because Get Out does it fantastically. But also, so my response to this is, horror has always been about the social issues at the time. Whether or not it's handled them really well or not, kind of up in the air. But, like, Cloverfield, for like Cloverfield is always the biggest example of this. Mm-hmm. Because Cloverfield came out, and the United States was still, like, trying to get over 9-11. We still kind of are, if I'm being honest. But, you know, that's a discussion for another day. But, like, the reason that Cloverfield was so big, and, like... We like this is the reason I talked about this, but this is the reason why I feel like, I feel like found footage films have found such like a have been so like prominently because we feel like unsafe in our own homes as of late after mm-hmm. like sir at like you know unsafe on our own on our home soil like mm-hmm. there have been reasons for like even dating back to Nosferatu I know I mentioned this on like the first couple of episodes but like Nosferatu the, the way Nosferatu was created and like designed and everything was because people were afraid of like. Jewish immigrants mm-hmm. like that Nosferatu mm-hmm. was designed after like I, I, I'll link it again in the show notes because it's a really good article but there's this article called The Jew as Vampire and it's mm-hmm. all about how Nosferatu was not only like a Jewish caricature but also like a foreign person from the east right. who like threatened the culture of everything and etc etc so I feel like Get Out is like the first movie that we've seen tackling this social issue right. Yeah, I think to say that yeah. horror is finally addressing social issues is a bit of a misnomer because horror's been uh, horror's been addressing social issues for a long, long time. But I think, as insofar as like media goes, it's impossible to separate any media that's created from the culture in which it exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because I, I, it's just so highly influenced by it. Mm-hmm. I think the people, the reason why people are like, "Oh, horror is finally doing X," is because the horror that gets like the biggest, like, like like blockbuster bullshit mm-hmm. is like the schlockiest shit right. so it's yeah. the people that the things that are people are most recognizing yeah. but horror like any genre expands like to like you know it covers so many topics you know yeah. like it's it's as uh, like even like you, you, know, you go back to like uh, i think it was 2013 with under the skin which is one of the few movies which is one of the few movies i have actually like scarlett johansson in um mm-hmm. it's a movie that is like very very explicitly about trans Trans personhood, specifically trans womanhood, but like, wait, not, are you I talking mean, about does... the fucking Antonio Banderas movie? No, Under the Skin, 2013. Scarlett Johansson is the only big name in it. Okay, because there's definitely a movie uh, starring Antonio Banderas. Um, Antonio uh, Banderas uh, trans movie. Hang on, um, uh, it fucking sucks for the record. Um, this movie. Uh, Katie had me watch it. Uh, the skin I live in, it's called, um, and it's a it's about oh. like this dude who's like a surgeon uh, punishing this guy that rapes his daughter by um, forcibly transitioning him into a woman. Oh, so there's that like that movie that's coming out with Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, except and actually that's straight up in the image results for this Google search. When I searched uh, Antonio Banderas trans movie, the last uh, related image is Michelle Rodriguez. Nice. But Great. yeah, um anyways, Under the Skin was like very much about like the the like the the trials and tribulations of 
being a trans person and the violence that you ultimately will probably face as a result of it. And mm-hmm. we're probably gonna rec- we're probably gonna watch Under the Skin. And now that I'm thinking, I'd about love that, to at some point. That's yeah, that's my I've recommendation been for, for the, a long time. That's my recommendation for the week. By the way, Under the Skin is a fantastic, fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So I, I I think that like this is just like the first we're seeing of this social issue, at least that's handled well. There's probably been some, but like that I haven't. And I think I it's the it. first time it's been as publicized. Right. You yeah. Know? I I think I think it's the first time people. It's like. Maybe as like overt as it's yeah been, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, Twitter user at nudity, friend of the show Seda, oh, no. says, "If one of you <laughs> makes a bad joke and the other automatically says get out, are you going to do finger guns and say a for a full minute or what?" Wait, that counted as a question. I mean, if we had had Seda, <laughs> yeah, it was a oh. question. <laughs> if we, if we had had Seda on, that would have been the entire episode. Would have would have been um, forty but- minutes shorter. Would that would have been the entire episode. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Um, and then we got two more questions. We got oh, three more questions. Sorry. For all from Twitter user at Linus Kloss. Uh, first, mm-hmm. did the Body Snatchers never once take a flash picture? How did they not know about this? Like, that does seem like kind of like a weird thing that they wouldn't. Like- I think they probably did. I think. I mean, they had to. It's not like they were sh- they were shocked because it was like a surprising thing to happen, but they weren't shocked because it never had happened. Right. Before. I think yeah. that was them sort of realizing that like their sort of web was starting to unravel and they needed to like close the trap. Um, but I think that if mm. that is something that they noticed like was a consequence of the hypnosis before, what were they going to fucking do about it? You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, we'd better yeah. make our hypnosis flash proof. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next question. Uh, when did you figure out Allison Williams was in on it? I was literally on the fence right until she held up those keys. Yeah, me too. Um, uh, the the, I was, the, the picture box. When she was searching box. for the keys and couldn't find them, I the, was the picture like, box. Oh well, yeah, of course. I, the picture I, box. I hadn't. I, I forgot about the picture box. Yeah. Last question. There's a lot of wait. Can I just say real like, quick? Um, I wasn't sure if she was in on it. Or, like, being manipulated by the family. That... Oh, no, my immediate thing was, like, oh, she is definitely... Like a man-eater. You know, yeah. Is. yeah. Whoa, whoa, here whoa, she comes. Here she comes. <laughs> um, there's a cover of that song that plays in my works, and it's by a woman, and it's singing about a woman. It's very gay. Oh, nice. I think it's, like... <laughs> that rules. Hold on. I think it's, like, The Bird and the Bee. Like, mm-hmm. the artist? Uh, man. Yeah, the, the artist is The Bird and the Bee. So which one of you's the bird and which one of you's the bee? I'm leaving this fucking podcast. <laughs> uh, last question. Um, There's a lot of comedy people in this, like almost all the leads. Do you think horror and comedy performance are intertwined? Um, oh, of course. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think I love horror comedy when it's done well. I think you can like mix the absurdism with the uncanny to like... I think, yeah, I, I mean, know, it's like... I mean, Army of Darkness is a classic. Oh, Evil Dead right. is a classic. Mm-hmm. Like... Some of the some of the most like popular like and like even without that, there's always like a sort of tongue in cheek to some of the biggest names like Freddy Krueger, just like spouting off stupid pun after stupid pun. Right. Like, yeah. there's always a weird bit, and there's always a weird bit of levity to the to the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Right. It's it's like mm-hmm. just a principle of good storytelling. You can't have all tension all the time. You need levity, or it's yeah. going to be a nightmare. That was like the principle that they talked about about with Breaking Bad, where if like Breaking Bad was just a nonstop like fucking misery train, um, like nobody would want to watch it because like your heart would give out. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it for questions. So, you guys want to cool. move on to recommendations? Because I already gave mine, sure. which is Under the Skin. Yeah. Um, 
I'm gonna nab mine from something that like my friend Ellis has been fucking evangelizing to me since the dawn of time, Which since is? I've known him. Um, he, he's been trying to get me to listen to any Owen palette, and I finally did, just because, like, I finally remembered two. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, do the good work for him <laughs> and recommend, uh, uh, Owen Pallet's In Conflict album. It's, it, I mean, if you like, 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 kind of, like, smooth indie bullshit, you'll really be into it, so. It's, it's, it's cool and fun and, like, he's talented, so. Oh, cool. Yeah. Alright, Zach, what do you uh, got? I'm gonna recommend... This is kind of like a no-brainer. I'm gonna recommend Zelda Breath of the Wild because, like, I, <laughs> yeah. I've oh, for sure. been playing it now, um, like, since the Switch came out, so that's been, um... Uh, well, since yeah, you got so your like, Switch. Like, two weeks minus... So it's been, like, ten days since I've got the game. Um, I'm still, like, mm-hmm. only, like, three-fifths through, like, the main, like goals of the game because i keep getting sidetracked with with side quests and just exploration for exploration's sake and like we we talked about Mm -hmm. horizon zero dawn last week and how like in horizon zero dawn like the side quests were like the real meat and potatoes of the game like it's just it's just like Mm -hmm. the fun is in you know traveling around the game world and exploring and like the combat um like zelda breath of the wild i think takes that to like a much deeper level where it's like you're exploring because you know that like you be just because you want to know like what's over that ridge or like what that weird thing in the distance is or like i've never gone down this road before i need to fill in this part of my map it's just like there's always something that i'm that is more like demanding of my attention and like the main quest of the game but i feel like i'm still discovering like new things like everywhere i go and it's really incredible mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep so those are our recommendations and anything else before we sign off um i don't have anything all right i'm i'm, I'm fully satisfied with the hour and 45 minutes we yeah. put into yep. this as as always, if you want to reach us, uh, fearbaiting at gmail.com, fearbaiting.tumblr.com, or at fearbaiting on Twitter. I can be found at Naka on Twitter or chasatanakas.tumblr.com. You can find me at Blair... You can find me at Blair Kitch on uh, Twitter, or you can find me at bramblepelt.tumblr.com. Uh, you can find me at uh, Cataquax on Twitter or um, on Tumblr uh, at Nightzoned. Um... Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so this has been fear baiting. Thanks again, Zach, for coming on the show again. Oh, no problem. My pleasure. Uh, <laughs> y- yeah, we'll probably have you back on for like Schlocktober oh, or something. Hell fucking yes. Yeah. Um, and don't forget. <laughs> now you're in the sunken place. No, no, don't no. put me there. <laughs> um. So uh, for fear baiting, I'm Luna. I'm Blair. And remember. Zach. Who's going to uh, say it? Uh, 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 you can put a fucked up guy in the sunken place. <laughs> Shut up. Bye. Bad- Good night. <laughs> Podcast Bye. over. Uh, Podcast canceled.